Can I hold him? Sure. I don't see why not. He seems to like it. There's still bees, a lot of bees. But hey there, artists. What's an art? What? What? What's a, who? The person who runs the uh, <laughs> the art director, the gallery director, gallery director, mm-hmm. gallery directors. Starting off strong. <laughs> still Tony Todd, but this time more murderer. <laughs> this time there's more murderous souls. A lot more revenge. <laughs> she could not come in here and be any louder, huh? No. You have to leave all that in. Okay. But anyways, we're talking about <laughs> the new 2021 Candyman in regards to the original. So what's different? What's the same? A lot of spoilers. But yeah. Just our kind of general thoughts. Yes. And, yes. I guess right off the top, we both liked the new one. Yes, we both liked it. We went to the movie theater. So that you know we liked it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't go out. No. <laughs> That's true. We don't go anywhere mm-hmm. anymore. The 2021, I'm not going to say remake, because this is a sequel. Yeah. I'm calling it a sequel. I think it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But It's it, like a sequel that like, but it also is just like a story that lives in the same universe. Yeah, I think it's because a the, sequel though, because it has some of the same characters. It just calls back to that they exist. They're not in it. They are in it. I guess. Mm. I still don't really consider it a sequel. No, it's definitely a sequel. Mm. Calling it a sequel, it ignores two and three, which is fine. Yeah, they need to be ignored. They need to be ignored, but Tony Todd looks badass in two. Mm-hmm. So, that's cool. But I'll say this is the actual two. It, does this have, like, a... Is this is it Candyman and, then like, something something? Is I don't it, think so. It, it's, it's just called, called Candyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The new Candyman was directed by Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta? I feel mm-hmm. like, okay. Just need you to you back me up. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. With this movie, Candyman, it grossed $22.3 million in the opening weekend, making it the first number one film directed by a black woman. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Just to show you, this movie, everybody wanted to see this mm-hmm. movie. It's almost like COVID delaying it, only like up to the hype for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And don't think uh, a lot of people also thought this was directed by Jordan Peele, but he That's was. That's what I said too. He was the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. One of the elements that I think the movie did really well was by starting off in Cabrini Green once again. Mm-hmm. It's a location you're already familiar with. Just sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Pum. But anyways, determined to make as much noise as possible. She is trying to be as loud as possible. But you're already familiar with this location from the original, and I think you should definitely be familiar with the original. Like you don't have to have seen it recently to enjoy the movie, but there's a lot you'll miss out on mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the original Candyman. Yeah, because one of the interesting things, like of course we knew Tony Todd was going to be in it, and so. 
I mean, at least I was kind of thinking they were just going to reprise the character of Tony Todd. Mm -hmm. Um, But this movie actually like shows you that like the Candyman is like a generational like enemy that gets murdered type deal where it's just like every generation has their own Candyman. They say Candyman is the hive. Yeah. And so it shows you in the beginning the Candyman for like this generation, which was literally (laughs) a man with a hook hand that handed Mm -hmm. out candy. Although it did get bigger and more gruesome when he died. But he was just a nice, well, I mean, he was weird, but he was he, just some weirdo. But he was like, just some weirdo who gave kids candy. Yeah. Who, and he got like villainized after some kids found like razor blades and candy, but they never could prove it came from him. And then he was murdered by the police and then the razors and the candy kept happening. Yeah. So it wasn't him. And mm-hmm. then he became Candyman. And then they allude to the fact that Daniel Robitaille, who is Tony Todd's character. In the original. In the original is the original Candyman. Mm-hmm. So it's not changing any of the story. No, it's, it's just, just progressing. Progressing. It. It's adding on to it, which it's, I think is good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's like yes, you can call it a sequel, but it is a different Candyman. In it's this. A, that's what I meant. It's by a that. sequel and reinterpretation. I think. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that's why I said I like that it is right up. It's in Cabrini Green again. It's the the same location. But now in 2021, it's starting to get that gentrification, mm-hmm. and which is the main plot point. Right. One of the main plot points mm-hmm. of the movie is that he, the main character. I could not tell you. Names. The main character, Anthony McCoy, played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Oh, he's a second. What a cool name. Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Mm-hmm. That is a cool name. Uh, he is, do they live together? I think they live together. So he's living together with his girlfriend, Brianna. Brianna? Yeah, Brianna. Am I right? Brianna? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And played by Tayana Paris. And, uh, Anthony is a painter and Brianna is, uh, what we're, what we were saying before. (laughs) Gallery. Director. Director. She works at an art gallery. Yes. And that's actually how they met and mm-hmm. all that. And they both work for a uh, gallery that's like right near them. That's part of like the quote unquote gentrification of mm-hmm. the area. And there's a whole, there's many scenes about that where there, there's talk and arguments of gentrification and are they helping it or worsening it? And it, that aspect is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, because it's that's more of a modern uh, premise than the original. Well, yeah, the original was like about a man in the 1700s or whatever. No, no, I mean like Cabrini Green. Oh, yeah. So it was still the project. Yeah. So it wasn't getting gentrified yet. Mm-hmm. It was more about the projects themselves mm-hmm. from the eyes of an outsider. Which mm-hmm. was Helen's character, which is also interesting because Helen is in this movie, but in voice only. So that early on in the movie, the main character Anthony hears the voice—not the voice—he hears the tale of the Candyman. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, so basically, the premise of the first movie really happened, but 
Helen they, was the villain Helen instead of the, the hero. Yeah. They covered it up because they wanted everybody to forget about Candyman. Right. That, the fact that he even ever existed. And they tell the original Candyman story in the coolest oh, yes. way. I'm so glad. A cheap movie. I feel like if this came, like if this was like 80 or 90s, they would have just did a flashback to the actual movie. Mm-hmm. But with this, they did the card, like shadow, like puppets. shadow puppet yeah. silhouette. They almost look like cutouts. Mm-hmm. And they're so cool. And it's just like literally the the story being told mm-hmm. with the image of the paper, which is really cool. Yeah. I said I wanted a tattoo of the silhouette of <laughs> Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Very <laughs> cool. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. One of the other new elements that I liked that was added was the brother character. Yeah, the comic relief. <laughs> I think that's also why I thought it was like Jordan Peele. I know. Because that was very much a Jordan Peele throw in your like comic character in what is otherwise a very dark story. Mm-hmm. He's just funny. Him and his boyfriend, mm-hmm. whose name I can't remember, but they're just great in this movie. Yeah. They're trying to protect her the they, brother character, his name is Troy, mm-hmm. played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett. He's like, he's this scrawny little guy, and the main character, Anthony, is jacked. Yeah, of course. He's this jacked painter mm-hmm. guy. He, and he's like six, what is, how tall is he? Six three. Yeah. Of course. It's he's one of big, the first things people He's a big person. Yeah. He's a big hot guy. Yeah. But once he discovers the myth of Candyman, main character Anthony Painter becomes obsessed. Mm-hmm. And he finds a tape of Helen. And it's actually her voice, which right. I thought was a really mm-hmm. awesome touch. And another thing that's cool about this one, like, of course, the original Candyman is supernatural. But this one kind of blends the supernatural and the reality. Mm-hmm. So um, Anthony gets stung by a bee, and that's, like, what starts his, like, transformation into the Candyman prodigy type deal. Yeah, he starts to lose his mind and starts to see Candyman once he's been stung, and his hand gets more and Mm -hmm. more disgusting. And Candyman being invisible. Yeah, yeah. Which he kind of is in the original, but it's not, like, played the same way. No, so... Because in this, you can only see him in the mirrors. Yeah, this movie takes more... I always say Candyman is romantic horror. It is. Uh, It's almost like a love story between Daniel Robitaille... And Helen. And Helen. But this movie is more of a revenge horror. Yeah. Where Candyman is out... He's out for blood in mm-hmm. this movie. He is trying to get some kills. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, well, he's trying to get some kills and a new recruit. Mm-hmm. But with this premise, he's been all but forgotten and he wants everyone to know his name. And I think that happens more than once in the movie where he leaves the survivors. Basically, any bathroom scene, there's survivors. The only time where he kills everybody is like the beginning. Well, he kills. The guy and the girl at the art show. Yes. Then he kills the critic. Oh, I forgot about the critic. Then he kills all the girls in the bathroom no, except one. Yeah, except one. Mm-hmm. And then he kills those two other teens in the bathroom except the brother. Right. And uh, kills all the cops at the end. But leaves her. Mm-hmm. 
one of the like better callbacks to the original too. So this is such a spoiler full episode, (laughs) but we find out that Anthony is actually the baby from the first one, which was awesome. Oh my God. In the theater, someone like three rows ahead of us figured it out like five minutes before it happened. And she just started screaming. He's the baby. (laughs) I had already figured it out. I did too, but it just cracked me up that she like came to that realization Uh and was like yelling to everyone. It was pretty funny. But the actress that played the mom in the original plays the mom in this one Which as well. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they kind of look alike. I did like just assume it was her because it looked just like her. One thing I didn't think about, though, this is kind of a little off topic of what we were just talking about. Does he actually step out of like a hole in the wall in the beginning when he, he gives did. the kid candy? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't like Candyman yet. No. It was just a fucking hole in the wall because the police were like stationed outside they were looking for him so he was in the walls of the apartment was what they said (laughs) that's fucking scary because that's why when the kids screamed they came running in because they thought the kid was being attacked i would have thought i was being attacked if a man stepped out of the wall at me Mm -hmm. i because for a second i didn't understand if he was like supernatural supernatural in some way he wasn't but the police were trying to find him at that point that was one of the scariest <laughs> scenes for me, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. A, he didn't have any powers or anything. Yeah, he was just really trying to give that kid some candy. Maybe don't hide out in the wall. Well, the police were gonna get him. Then don't come out to give a kid. <laughs> if the okay, even if you are a hundred percent innocent, if the police are looking for you, don't give kids candy. Yeah. So throughout the movie, in the new one, there's this like laundromat character that is um what's the main character's name again anthony anthony he's telling anthony all the lore etc etc really getting him like amped up about william yeah william played by coleman domingo that guy's a really good actor Mm -hmm. but basically the climax of the new one follows the girlfriend being knocked out by um laundromat guy and taken to a church where Anthony, yeah, yeah, where Anthony, he's so gross at this point. He's basically taking on a combination of like a beehive aesthetic uh-huh. in his skin and also like burns. Like he actually was burned in the fire, mm-hmm. like in the bonfire. Mm-hmm. But this is like where it took kind of a weird turn for me. And I said this to you too, where it kind of like breaks from the supernatural. And I don't know how you felt about this, but they literally, uh, he tries to force Anthony to become Candyman by cutting off his hand and shoving a hook <laughs> into the wound. Yeah. Which, like, for me, that was the only thing I didn't really like about the this movie was because it's like he was stung by the bee, Supernatural. He's the son of Candyman, quote unquote, from the first one. Mm-hmm. Fine. Supernatural. Official baby. <laughs> Moving forward. So it seemed strange that they were like, no, he didn't just become Candyman, but then he was forced by, like, an outside entity to actually possess the hook, you mm-hmm. know? It's not like I... And also that they were eating razor blade candy. Oh, yeah. That was a little much. The razor blade candy thing was a bit much. So, like, that whole scene was so, like, jarring, because uh-huh. that was incredibly graphic. When he cuts his hand off. Yeah. It was very graphic. And but... then jams a hook in it. Mm-hmm. The stump. But and then yeah. puts the coat on him, which was pretty funny. Yeah. But it was just kind of like the trajectory was he was already 
just going to become Candyman. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a little, but we can go back. Uh, Anthony ends up being shot by the police wrongly and murdered. And therefore, that kind of was the trope of Candyman. So it was like, why cut off his hand and give him the hook? He was going to get murdered. He was on the path. <laughs> I think, it, yeah. It you was know what just I mean? to have this. I, I think they were trying to think from William's perspective. He is trying to make another Candyman. Mm-hmm. So he literally gave him the stereotypical thing, items of Candyman from the coat to the razor blade right. candy. He, it seems like he just kind of, cause then he himself eats razor blade yeah, candy. That's what I mean. So it seems like he, just, well, he is insane. Mm-hmm. He, he just wants his own, he himself, he didn't think he could become Candyman. <laughs> but like, it's just like, it takes a turn from like where it all makes sense to like suddenly like, you I mean, can, th- this makes as much sense as anything else. But, like, it's, the whole thing was becoming Candyman was because of a wrongful death. It wasn't because of the hook. No, but I think It wasn't because was, of the candy. I think William's character is trying to make what he thinks is Candyman. Hmm. He's just, like, a strange he was turn like, for oh, me. Oh, Candyman has a hook hand, so mm-hmm. he cuts off his hand and jams a hook. Candyman wears a coat like this, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna put... Almost like somebody, you know, like Jason. He wears a hockey mask and he kills people with a machete. So if I'm going to pretend to be Jason Voorhees, I'm going to put on a hockey mask and have a machete kind of thing. It's just like the stereotypes. Yeah. But I don't know if it's just because we didn't go to the movies (laughs) in a long time or just if the sound design for this movie was really good. But the bullets and all of the fighting and killing... Like, was really intense, even sound-wise. Yeah. It, like, vibrated in your chest mm-hmm. how intense everything was. And the other thing, they opened with the song Candyman and not the Candyman Candy music. Candyman, you can make oh, wow. I hate the Candyman song. I hate it. <laughs> Unless it's in Malcolm in the Middle. Then uh-huh. that's funny. Mm-hmm. But when they finally did play the Candyman song... I got shivers. I know. I got chills. The Candyman theme has been my ringtone since we did mm-hmm. the original episode on Candyman. And that was in like March. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, because I got you the Candyman for um your birthday. Yeah, I look at it every day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then moving past the that part in the church i actually loved the the ending of this movie and i mm-hmm. loved the cgi i loved the graphic it was that was great and there's tony todd at the end yeah which like uh i told you this already but my friend sarah did not like this movie and was like they just hyped up tony todd so much using it for three seconds but that's all i needed because mm-hmm. his voice comes in and you see his face although it's cgi face but because mm-hmm. you know He's older now, yeah. but his beautiful voice. I thought that the way that they did that, though, where like he, Anthony at the end, like his whole face is swarmed with bees mm-hmm. and then it transforms into him. And he like finally like declares the final message, like spread my name, don't mm-hmm. let them forget, blah, blah, blah. It was just like a really perfect way to end it. Yeah, I love the end. And that it, gave me chills when he like is floating one way uh-huh. and then he turns towards her, but like you I know he's not gonna hurt the her. Floating. Yeah, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Something I wish that 
could have been done in the original, but yeah. they definitely couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, they had wires, not CG. <laughs> but it was awesome. Mm -hmm. I love the end. And I hope, I hope this isn't a new series. I hope they just leave it yeah, at the one. Yeah, me too. But, but they just kind of went for it. They went with something new. And yeah. it was just really cool to see Candyman and it again. Made, and it made sense, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like a comparative, like where one person takes over and it's the same name over and over again. What do you mean? Like, not Batman, but there is other things like that. Oh. Do you well, know what I'm saying? Actually, it does work with Batman because multiple people uh, become Batman. But like, it's just like there's just always someone that fills that role. Uh -huh. And it's not the same person every time, but they go by the same name. And I don't know why I can't think of a single one. Are you trying to think of like specifically a horror movie? Or, or are we thinking about how like in the Santa Claus, Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus because he killed Santa that's Claus. A, that's a good example. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's a very good example. I couldn't think of a single one, but I knew that there were things where it was like, it doesn't really, it's not that it doesn't matter, but they all go by the same name. Yeah. Like Santa doesn't live forever, <laughs> as Tim Allen proves. He but, killed him. Yeah. But there's just a new Santa that comes every so often. That's how Candyman is. Yeah. Just like Santa. <laughs> just like Tim Allen. <laughs> just like Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm glad we could clear that up because I didn't know what you were trying to say. It's literally like Batman. I was like, no, that's Bruce Wayne the whole time. I couldn't think of. Damien becomes uh, Batman eventually. His son. That's off the movies for me. I don't know that story. Well, that's comics. Yeah. But yes, you you actually, it made sense without you mm -hmm. having to make, make sense. Good. We did it. Yep. That's the analogy. <laughs> yep. I almost said anthology. <laughs> Anthology of Tim Allen. The anthology of Tim Allen. <laughs> 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 oh my god. No more. He's from here. Yes, he is. <laughs> the runtime of this movie was perfect, too. They didn't make it a two and a half hour movie like they could have. Mm -hmm. I believe it's the same runtime. It's 90 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't have to pee in the middle of it. So yeah. it was regular length. 90 minutes, I think, which is great. Horror movies need to stick to around 90 minutes, mm -hmm. I think. There could have been more cool scenes, but there's just such a chance for bullshit scenes. Yeah. I did. I remember saying that there was not a single scene in this movie that I think could have been cut mm -hmm. or it felt like it was dragging or a waste of time. They yeah. were all, I think, really good. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see more stuff that she does. Mm -hmm. The director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you look in the mirror later, summon Candyman. It's five times. You want to do it right now? You can do it. No. See, I am the kind of person, <laughs> I know nothing's going to happen, but why risk it? I just think you would try to scare me if I did it right now, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it, ever. Same with the Bloody Mary thing. I've done Bloody Mary so many times. Best case scenario is nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario is you die. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my god. Let, just don't. For our next episode, we are going to cover another movie again. Because it's been a little bit since we yeah. did a behind-the-scenes on a movie. Next episode, we'll be talking about another cursed film. And this is the 1982 horror movie Poltergeist. Spooky one. Written by Steven Spielberg, but directed by Toby Hooper. Hooper? Hooper. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. 
<laughs> sounds like an office character. Aura, the name of a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of rumor and quote-unquote cursed things with this movie, even that the skeletons were real. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were. That's what everybody always mm -hmm. says. Were they, though? Find out on our episode. <laughs> if you like this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at What Happens in the Crypt. We're also on Twitter at WHITC underscore official. That's where we're at. Mm -hmm.